Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I have sensational news. March 11th is today, and this piece of paper here says March 11th is a Friday. I think we can all get down with that. Good morning. It's Boomer in the morning for Grey Wolf Golf Course. No Boomer today. My name is Ryan Pinder. Rhett Warner uh, is in the neighborhood. Hola, senor. Oh, boy. What? (laughs) You're doing the... I'm doing the robot thing. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. It's <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> Can you say suffering succotash? <laughs> uh, suffering succotash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, of... I'm hanging up. Yeah, all right. Reconnect. <sighs> good morning, everyone. This allows me the opportunity to tell you about Gray Wolf Golf Course. You can book your tee times now, graywolfgolf.com. Tee sheets open. They're not open yet. They're still skiing up there in Panorama. Beautiful Four Seasons Mountain Village. But soon enough, you'll be out there ripping drivers 400 yards down a mountain. Doesn't get better than that. Well, it kind of does, actually, because then they got the cliffhanger, number six, the par three. You hit it over a massive gully. Your ball will be falling for a week if you don't get it there. And then they've got, uh, you know, their clubhouse with the amazing views and the delicious food and beverage. The clubhouse seems not too shabby. It just gets better. It just gets better. It really does. You got to go uphill for the first three holes. That's it. Just uphill for three. And they're, you know, add a couple clubs, Rhett. And then after that, it's just, here we are. We're just having the best day of our life. That's it. Growwolfgolf.com. Yeah, that's one. Okay, you're back. You sound, you sound human. Am I back? Friday. Like, you're back, baby. You're back. Oh, Friday. It's, I don't know. It felt, I, I was really hoping yesterday was Friday, but okay. Well, you're here today, so you at least figured out it wasn't. Um, h- How was last night? I was at the Dome. No. I was. Okay, details. Yeah. This is, uh, this well, is a big I, event. We, uh, typical me, was running around all day, and then I totally forgot because we do the alumni hockey school, which is coming up again this summer, folks. If you're uh, the uh, emails and all the brochures will be going out probably next week at some point, so mm, get ready. Okay. So anyway, the alumni hockey school and all the volunteers, we let them give seats down in the Platinum Club, get fed, go down, sign some autographs, and I totally forgot, <laughs> and so I showed up late. Who had to remind you? <laughs> Uh, no, I thought of it. It's not a requirement. Mm. It's just, I'm kind of the, I'm an idea guy, Ryan, and it was one of my ideas. So I, I'm involved and I need to be there. I eventually got there. You are an idea guy. You are definitely needs, uh, someone to plan your life for you guy too, though. <laughs> I need a coach. Like, this is why I figured someone like McCowan or, uh, Patter or Glenn Cross, like someone has to be like, okay, now who's calling Rhett to remind him today's the day? Oh, don't worry. McCowan was there with his Stanley Cup rings. Oh, rings. So it was nice to see that. Weird, Weird too. Like, 
I've never seen them before. Like a nice room to break them out, eh? Yeah. That was interesting. Were they dusty? Did he polish them off? I mean, they must have been in hiding, mothballed somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he found them. I mean, it's <laughs> never they're never out. <laughs> uh okay. So where did you take the game in from? Were you just it was it through the bottle of a it was, the bottom of a no, bottle? It was or? hard. I mean, I was we were in the platinum club ups way up high there. No. Nope. It was hard to see because we really didn't have seats, so you're kind of chit-chatting. So. Crowd was in it, though. I heard the crowd. You heard the crowd. crowd was wound up. crowd was wound up. That wave got going in the third. Look out. And th- <laughs> literally one game after, the stupid wave ruined the game against the Capitals on Tuesday. You're up 2 nothing in the first. Don't go doing the wave. Settle down, you got jerk. Too cocky. You get too well, cocky. They're excited to get there, you know? There's a lot of excitement. Whatever. Rightfully so. The the Calgary Flames victorious last night over the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champion t- Tampa Bay Lightning. 4-1. Two of them even uh from from the right side of the goal line. How about that? They they chase the Lightning, some fireworks at the end with uh, Stamkos jumping Monahan after he bowled him over and uh that's another high-quality W. For the Calgary Flames, Rhett, just, uh, what, five days after they won in Colorado, erasing an Avs lead. I mean, that this is a – it's not the, the the best run of play they've had, but that's two pretty significant wins in a week. Never mind the Battle you know, of Alberta win. I think there's three significant wins, and there was a game where they probably didn't deserve to win it against Washington, but had a really good ch- – I mean, you're talking about beating some of the best teams out there mm-hmm. in a nasty – schedule yeah five and seven this week they've got uh saturday against detroit is next sunday back in colorado that's a tight turn that will not be fun but uh they they are coming through this incredible stretch pretty darn good it's eight games over the course of 13 days to start march march 1st it was at minnesota the second half of that back-to-back and sunday will be march 13th their record thus far through the uh well they've played Six of the eight, they're four and one and one. It's pretty impressive. That's pretty remarkable it's stuff. Better. It's better than what I expected. <laughs> yeah, I do have uh, a note on that later on. I do. I do. Hey, you want to you want to reset that, or should we just let that? You're not always the person's not always right. Yeah. Oh, and don't t- tell me this wasn't a, me going out on a limb last week saying it was just going to be there biggest blip on the map for the season and they're only going to get two points wasn't that far a stretch really no it wasn't schedule (laughs) and and yeah they they get an outstanding win in colorado that was that was not easy that could have gone the other way last night i thought uh both the goalies were superb that was a very close game until the end i thought uh the the two goals late in the second really the backbreakers for tampa killed tampa it's a one-one game with a minute left in the second, and all of a sudden, bang, bang, and you're thinking, oh, geez, that's... Um, we, and totally... We, we were looking at a good road 40 there, guys. That, that Now, all yeah. of a sudden, we're down two against a team that we're, threw... A, they, they can throw wet blankets with the best of them. We had a good road 39, and it was anyone game at that point. Yeah, of course, exactly. it's 1-1, but it was really back and forth. It was, it was good hockey. It's not like one team was getting outplayed and the other goalie was saving them. Both the goalies, like you said, were great. Your boy, Good Branson, lays that one right out at the top of the crease. Backlund takes it. God, he looks nine. deadly right now. Like, he looks he does unreal. Not, he looks like a he looks like a third overall pick. He does look like a third overall pick. <laughs> he's 
jumping into play, yeah. getting chances. He is feeling it. Yeah, he's ripping cloppers off the post and in. He's already uh, eclipsed career highs in goals, assists, and points. Last night was game 57. He's crushing guys in the corner. Boom! Who did he crush down the... Oh, it was at seventy-one. Uh, Sorella, yeah. I think it was Sorelli or Kalorn, one of the two. Seventy-one or seventeen. Yeah. He just absolutely pasted him, and and the old WWE finish too. A little slam at the end. <laughs> you love watching him. Yeah. He's he's in the mo- like. There's guys like this, but you usually have to watch a lot of tire fire to 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 enjoy the hits. That third pair has been really good. They're both he's my raises. Yes, more raises. They're like the most exciting D pair to watch. Like, I'm actually excited when they're high. Look at them go. Boom. And oh, look at Z. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, Z Z had the, the drive wide to the net and then nearly threw a pass back to the slot, but Vasilevsky tipped it away. Uh, 4-1, your final score there. We'll get back to the, the hockey story. Busy show today. Wings are in town tomorrow. We've got Helen St. James joining us 7.35. Brunt at 7.05. Lots to talk about with Steven. And uh, the Pinder Report in about 20 minutes' time. We got baseball back yesterday, Rhett. We got baseball back. This is amazing. And joining us right now to talk about it is uh, one of Sportsnet's very finest, Shai Davidi from, I imagine, Toronto. Shai, pack your bags. You're going to Dunedin, I think. I mean, maybe. How are you today? Uh, I'm all right. The bag is mostly packed, leaving tomorrow morning. A bit of a a scramble mode, like... 90% 90% of the baseball industry right now. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting. Oh man. And you know what? This this was a tough one to watch because uh the 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 owners did a, they they were the ones that pushed the lockout. There's a labor stoppage because of oh, they have the right to lock out. They lock out. Then you see them, you know, taking their time. We see the posturing. We this was a really difficult 99 days shy and even yesterday it felt like this might not happen, and then it finally did. What? What was? How did this come to be? Was there just too much to be lost from the owners on the PR front, or did the players say, "Look, this is still a good deal"? How did we get this done finally? I mean, it's a little bit of all of that, right? Uh, there's no doubt that over the course of the negotiations, things got a little bit even personal between the sides, and I think that's that played a role on Tuesday when you know they were close to the finish line, and then they blew up. And, you know, it's, there was give on both ends, right? You know, the players didn't achieve all their goals, but they, they definitely, I mean, at least on paper, they clawed back some of the losses that they've suffered in previous CBAs and started addressing some of the issues in the game. You know, they were never going to, to do it all at once. Um, and then, you know, from the owner's side, you know, they went into this knowing that they were going to have to make some gives to the players, uh, especially to get the expanded postseason, which was key for them. They didn't get the expanded postseason they were hoping for. You know, the Major League Baseball owners won 14 games, 14 teams. You know, ESPN, I think, was a driving force behind that, wanting 14 teams in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, they got the 12. They made some gives. They probably went further financially than they had hoped to. Uh, but ultimately, look, you can't – they were, they were so close that to have, uh, there were no real hills for either side to die on. And I think that's why the players ultimately approved and, you know, the owners were unanimous. Uh, okay, so then what does the next two, three days look like here? At some point, free agency is going to go bananas. You know, Correa, Kershaw, Freeman, amongst others. There's also guys with 
contractual obligations on teams that are expected to shop them. Uh, we've got a, an opening day of April uh, April 7, but we also saw, what, four series lopped off. Those are going to have to get put somewhere. Are we expecting major schedule juggles? Like, what do we see in the next few days here unfold? What, when do we know more? All right, so let's start with the schedule juggles. So the games that were lopped off on Tuesday are back on, and we'll see the other two series, uh, you know, filtered back in and rescheduled. So, you know, that stuff's all, you know, already in the works. And that, that's a starting point. So I think we'll, we'll probably get uh, updated schedules at some point today. The, the next is, you know, we're expecting just uh, to be a, a tidal wave of free agent moves to hit us. And th- I'm sure there's some stuff that is going to start percolating up pretty soon. Uh, you know, the, in talking to a couple agents, you know, the activity started almost, uh, you know, Rob Manfred had barely finished speaking when they started getting phone calls from, from teams and conversations had started. So, you know, all 30 clubs will have a plan of action at this point, and we're going to start seeing that executed. Uh, there's going to be some urgency, I'd expect, because uh, my guess is that teams are going to try to get players into their camps as soon as possible, get them acclimated. It's already going to be a shortened spring training. So uh, I don't think anybody's going to want to take away time from from the from the players acclimating to new environments. Okay, so from a Blue Jays perspective, uh, two angles. One for the fans, I'm happy. Uh, this has been a really rough go for two years. If you've been a season ticket holder, if you're trying to wrap your arms around and love this young, exciting baseball team, they've been in Dunedin, they've been in Buffalo, they've hardly been in Toronto when they were. They had major capacity limits. Uh, if, if there was one market that would suffer more than any others, I felt it was the Toronto. Uh, because of what they've been through the last two years. Uh, and then secondly, just from the front office perspective, understanding that I think there is going to be massive interest in terms of you should see really strong attendance numbers. What do you see with payroll flexibility, with the, the new uh, competitive balance threshold, and then also just needs for the roster at this point? Okay, so let's start with, with needs, right? Um, well, actually, let's go back a step. I, and I, I fully agree with you in terms of, you know, this being important for the fans. Like the last normal season uh, that has been fully in Toronto was 2019 when the team lost 95 games and that, that sucked. And now you've got uh, an exciting team, a team that they, you know, thought, you know, had to sort of have this long distance relationship with during the pandemic uh, and then barely got their hands on last year uh, when it was really exciting you know, that's, uh, that, that's a big moment uh, for, for this fan base. And, you know, they deserve some normalcy. They deserve to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. stomp through, uh, stomp through the majors the way I expect him to. Uh, so really happy for the baseball fans in this city especially. And, you know, they've suffered more than most. Uh, that being said, in terms of next steps for the Blue Jays, uh, they're, they're not done by any stretch. So, it, you know, the, their list, their shopping list is uh, just as it was before the, the lockout began. You know, they still need another infielder. They'd like to add another starter. They'd like to add uh, a leverage arm or two. And depending on, you know, if uh, how some of the other puzzle pieces move, you know, maybe a left-handed hitting outfielder as well. And, you know, those things, uh, what's the priority list? Look, you know, if they haven't already called the, the Cleveland Guardians multiple times on Jose Ramirez, I'd be stunned. I think that's sort of their dream scenario. I don't know that that's going to happen, but, you know, that, I think they'd have to at least make sure they don't have a chance on that before they go in other directions. 
Uh, and then afterwards, it becomes, you know, what piece is going to be able to give them the most impact? And so, you know, they could put all their resources into the infielder. They could put it all into pitching, which might be smart considering the uh, amount of attrition we're expecting because of the shortened spring. Uh, or, you know, they can just sort of spread the wealth evenly around. You know, they can really just look for what's the best combo of pieces as opposed to having to address one spot specifically. And so if a player in a team wanted to agree right now, it's it's rock and roll. As soon as Manfred said we're back, the, the, the free agency is officially open, that's correct? Yep, it's a, a game on right now. Who do you see as frontrunners for Korea? I don't know. I just can't. There's just too much logic to him ending up with the Yankees. Uh, you know, there, there's an obvious need there. The change in the CBT threshold uh, certainly alters the dynamic for the Yankees. And, you know, in terms of, you know, the immediate changes to the collective bargaining agreement uh, that take effect and the impact for the Blue Jays, you know, the number one thing for them is not is sort of indirect, right? The, the Yankees and Red Sox have both been treating the the CBT or luxury tax threshold line as if it was a hard cap in recent years, uh, adds going up by $20 million. So all of a sudden, both those teams have a ton more flexibility to work with if they're mm-hmm. going to spend to that limit. And, you know, Carlos Correa to the Yankees makes a lot of sense to me. Yep, and that's uh, that should shutter shuttering fans around the AL East. Yeah, that's that's that, that sounds like the old Yankees would do that for sure. Uh, last one for you, Shai. Just a thought on uh, what we see unfold in, in this expanded playoff. I know we've had a bunch of different kind of uh, formats laid out, including some that suggest buys for the top two teams in each league. What do you expect to see, or do we have confirmation of what we will see come the fall? I mean, I haven't uh, seen the, uh, the the full print yet, So, but uh, you know, I do believe it's, uh, it's buys for the top two division winners with the, uh, you know, the, third, uh, the third division winner, ending up as the, the top seed among the, the other clubs. So it's going to be a, an interesting format. You know, there's a lot of debate about whether buys are good or not. But look, I think if you're, if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you're looking at this and saying, well, maybe a year too late would have been handy last no year. Kidding. But when, when you think about the division that they're in, you know, any extra pathway is is a good one. And, you know, you could have had four American League East teams in the, in the postseason last year, which uh, is pretty wild to, to think about. But that's how good the division is. It's not going to get worse. Uh, you know, the you know maybe the Rays are a little bit different. Maybe the Yankees are different. Maybe the Red Sox are a little bit different. But, you know, wins are still going to be hard to come by among those teams. And, you, you know, if you think Baltimore, even by accident, uh, can't be as bad as they were last year again. So, uh, you know, th- that that extra pathway means a lot for, for a team like the Blue Jays uh, because, you know, the American League East is going to be the, the same meek rider it's always been. I remember the suntan lotion, and uh, they've got their shirts now that are UV. Just load up. Uh, you, you've earned this shot. Get, get your butt south. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Shai Davidi joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline uh, here this morning as baseball is officially back. April 7 will be opening opening day, and if that sounds soon, that's less than a month away. That's Yeah, today's the 10th, March, 7th of April. Way April back. 7th, so that's no, I got no time for my spring training. You got to move right now. You got to get going. You got to book flights this morning. Man, all right. 
I mean, hey, look, get that personal planner of yours. Uh, just here's the credit card info. Here's the login. Go get us some seats. You're an idea guy. You got look, the idea. Now you just need to execute. I'm also the guy that has to pay for it. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not new, though. You should be used to that, right? No, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's what happened the last eight times you were in Scottsdale, right? You paid? Yeah. Damn credit cards. I, I think you're ready for a vacation, right? I think uh, you've earned it. You're ready I earned, I've earned it. Yeah. I've absolutely. Working your tail off. You know, you've been fighting through this the, the challenges of, of working from home, the home office. You deserve some sunshine. Huh? Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to go get some. Yeah, and, you know, if there happens to be delicious frosty beers and ballpark dogs and oh, people dog. shagging fly oh. balls, oh, there's nothing better than spring. Nothing. Spring change the best. really isn't. And I, really I don't, there, there's no equivalent in other sports. There really isn't. I, I, people always ask me, like, okay, what's, you know, something cool that you do at work or what about this, what about that? Nothing ever will beat spring training. Nothing. Because everyone's in a wonderful mood. Nobody's lost a game yet. It's like over a month of just messing around, guys trying to get into the pocket, not too worried about, oh, you know, we you know, we were up 4-1, but then uh, when we brought that duster and no one heard of, we lost 5-4. That's a shame. No, no one cares. They're gone. And you, you get Don't up matter. early, you get your work done, and you're, you're loose. I think it was Roger Clemens, or no, it wasn't. It was uh, David Wells, who was famous for uh, having a big steel bucket of cold beers on ice waiting at noon at the original Hooters, which is in, I think, Sarasota. Is that right? No, it's a different suburb. It's right below Dunedin. It's like 10 seconds away, like Clearwater or something like that. It's 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 10 minutes away. That's how spring training goes. You get up early, you stretch, you throw a ball around, you mess about, talk to a coach, <laughs> and by noon, you're into buckets at the original Hooters. Are you kidding me? Oh. I hadn't been to Florida before the first time covering spring training. It is wild, right? Like, you, of course, if you go just to Miami, you're like, well, geez, Cosmopolitan City International. Wow. Hoity-toity. There's some uh, there's some rough edges around. Like, Florida man's a real thing. You ever, you ever played the Florida man game? No. Okay. So I'm going to Google this live. We're going to do this for you. So uh, Florida man your birthday's public knowledge it's not going to ruin anything if, if you mention your birthday on there people can just look on a hockey card right so tell me your birthday just month and day oh one two seven jan 27 yeah january so now we've just all we've done is put a date in and the word florida man and we get to see the news headlines that pop up it's it's unbelievable florida man prompts evacuation to taco bell after bringing a grenade in the trunk of his car oh <laughs> This is Florida, man. That's the first thing that oh. comes up. Grenade. Oh. Okay, I don't know. I think I had one about a guy shooting a dog that was barking from his balcony. Oh, this is so good. Uh, Florida, man, September 30, 2008. Man punches shark to save dog. <laughs> This is beautiful. Yeah. The dog had bites, but it's doing fine. Stable condition. So, yeah, like there, there's all the high end glitzy stuff in Florida, but it's also kind of a lot of rednecks and 
you know, the swamp. Oh, yeah. You, you get can, you anywhere can get a off. cheap beer. You, you can find some really Oof. seedy everything around there's there. There's some very, yeah, there's a lot of dusters. You get 10 minutes away up. from the expensive stuff, you're right back into Florida man's territory. And so that's it's the not, backdrop yeah. for spring training on one side. The other, of course, is what you're talking about, which is going to Phoenix or Scottsdale. Please play the Florida man game. Text us in what happened. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, back to the Flames. Last night, we'll, we'll get to more in the Pinder report. But, uh, Rhett, does, does last night change anything for you? I think we've, we've all been um, converted. We are Sutterites. We, we are members of the Church of Daryl. There, there was some questions last year when the team started to play better, but the results really weren't better. It was like, oh, boy, maybe they're just, you know, he's going to have them playing with more structure, but they're not going to be that good. And then this year, it has just been, they've been steamrolling teams a lot. Now, last night was a close game. It ends up being 4-1, which is not a close score. Um, do you feel any differently about this club because last night was a 4-1 win over Tampa or if they'd lost 3-2 in overtime but it was a competitive game? Eh, well, we, they are what they are. We still know they're good. We still know they're a contender. Well, I, you knew they were good. What I'm like, what I'm seeing is guys like Gaudreau. I mean, they're nifty little goals, but in big games, making a huge difference. Right. Yeah. I think he's had years where you've noticed him in big games, but not always. And sometimes he's been criticized for not being good enough in the big games. And I, he's leading the way. I mean, that line is obviously, it's not just him. He's got some great partners there, but he's very noticeable. He's scoring the big goals or he's making plays in big games. So that's, to me, that's reassuring because you need that in the playoffs. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great that they've got structure now and all that, but you're still going to need somebody to step up and score some goals for you when you need it. Uh, it, it leads me only further to, from a position where I already think I was leaning. And last night's just one game of 82. And look, if they lost it, I, I don't know that I actually would feel that much differently. But if Johnny Guerrero is going to go out and like you know compete for a scoring title and get a massive, massive raise, and Matthew Kachuk's going to get a massive contract in theory or have a one-year walk away to UFA if he accepts his QO. And if Oliver Schilling is going to have to be paid as a top-four defenseman, and if Eric Branson and Nikita Zadorov both look like their value deals when we both thought they were really overpaid at the time of their uh, acquisition, I just, I think there's a lot more. And Andrew Magipani, who's going to score, what, 40 goals, right? Are you kidding me? Like, d- does it not, last if you really want to convince yourself that they should throw another big chip or two into the pile, I'm kind of with you. If if you're the fan out there saying now's the time, and I don't know necessarily if it has to be a first rounder, but if you wanted to move one of your four top prospects where you said, Hey, here's a younger player that we think is going to be good, but we'll trade him for someone who already is really good. And it might be more appealing for other teams to have a guy that's a year closer than and sure. knowing a little bit more what he is, like one of those guys totally. down in the minors. Or... Yeah, and I don't know that Val Mackey's having the type of year that that's going to be a major chip. I think the latest reports I'd heard is he was struggling mightily this year. But even and I don't, I'm not suggesting this is the guy, but someone like a Dubé, where it's like, okay, he's locked in at a at a reasonable rate for three years. He's a young guy. There's a lot of tools there. It hasn't all clicked for him yet. I'd love to see it happen here. But if if they could add someone that is right in their prime, and you know exactly what they are for someone like that, I mean, I think they should entertain that. And normally I wouldn't. Normally I'd say, look, that what's the age of this guy? You keep guys like that. But it just it works two ways. One is they look more and more like they can hang with all the big boys. They have not looked overmatched since that swing through Florida when they were just coming off COVID and really weren't playing that well. And that was loss in Tampa, loss in Florida, loss in Carolina, come home, lose to Ottawa. And since then they've been the best team in the NHL. 
So we know that they aren't far away from where the best teams are in the league. And then secondly, these guys are playing so well. They're all need even bigger raises than we thought. So I'm, I'm even more convinced that this is their best chance in a while. Yeah, they don't have, I mean, they have cap issues, I guess, when you're trying to add a bunch, but really next year is the year where they're going to get twisted up with cap problems. Yeah, like, so, you're going to have to make some really I, difficult deals this summer in, and hope that you can bring guys back because a lot can just walk and or command huge raises that aren't going to be comfy. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, and uh, I, I'm I'm on both sides of the fence here. Mm-hmm. If you want to go for it and you feel comfortable giving up, I don't care what you're giving up. You're bringing a big piece, and to me, that's a centerman. Okay, whatever you got to give up for that, I can see the reason. Yeah, to go chips all in on this on this hand. I, I shouldn't be laughing. You know, I'm, the, I'm reading the Florida man text that people are sending. I, I know. I had to click off it. <laughs> okay. So, so we got, it was too distracting. We got more on the flames. We'll come back with the Pinder report. But until then, we're reading Florida man's for your birthday. Everyone, <laughs> Google Florida man plus your birthday. It's, it's phenomenal stuff. Uh, hey, guys, Florida man spit food into woman's mouth during road rage incident. Okay, that's no good. Uh, hey, guys, Florida man tries to trade in vehicle he just stole. Uh <laughs> Florida man. I don't mind that move. That's kind of slick if he could pull it off. Florida man decapitates hamster. That's not good. Um, Gross. Florida man built himself a motorcycle made from jet ski, rides the streets. Florida man passes gas, pulls knife. Uh, yeah, there's there's lots here. This is great stuff. Florida man uh, throws pizza in father's face after finding out his father helped deliver him as a child. There's like great stuff here. Florida man ticketed after eating pancakes in the middle of an intersection. There's, it just doesn't stop. Whatever your birthday is, there's a Florida man for you, and probably three or four. So, hurrah. Uh, we'll come back with the Pinder Report. It is a Boomer in the Morning, no boom boom today. Uh, for Grey Wolf Golf Course, T-Sheet open, uh, greywolfgolf.com. Get yourself locked in for the summer, just like baseball got locked in for the summer yesterday. That'd be a good move. Just like Rhett's going to lock it in to, to head down and get some sun in the near future here. It's 6.30. We come back with your news of the day. It was a goodie. Sports at 960 The Fan. This is Boomer in the Morning with Red and Ryan on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour one of Boomer in the Morning. Sans Monsieur LeBoom. Ryan Pinnerett Warner, Patrick Dumas. As we uh, get you to the weekend. Good game last night at the Scotiabank Saddledome. And we got the Calgary Hitman tonight, Patty, on the airwaves. They're in the Moose Jarrett on um, March 11th. Got the crush can or they move out of that one? A new one. All right. All right. Is there such thing as downtown Moose Jarrett? Downtown. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The smuggling of the booze. So All right. A bunch of rum runners in Moose Jaw. Didn't know that. Do you ever get into any of those movies or books about that? Retro? Canadian Badlands, right? That's Ooh. what the oh, Canadian Badlands. That's a book? Or are you just saying? Generally no, speaking? I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I was ready to go look for the book. 
You'll make some good books about booze smuggling in Canada, hey? I don't know a lot about prohibition, but uh, yeah. People were still a making the booze. long time ago. I would have hated it. I would have been upset if someone tried to take my booze away, I'll tell you that. Going to get a fight. Going to get a fight out of me, right? You'd have been smuggling. You'd have been a great smuggler. I'd been smuggling. Except you talk too much. I would be. Tell everyone what you're doing, and then they know what you're doing and throw you in jail. Loose lips sink ships. Not good. Yeah. Uh, we have Helen St. James of the uh, t- talking Detroit Red Wings later on today. That's going to be good. We have the Wings tomorrow. The Twinders are going to their first ever NHL game tomorrow. They got to be pumped up. They are jacked. What? Uh, what's the jersey situation? Well, they have uh, they have the Flames whites, like the '80s whites, which you know they're wearing now. Love that's a good crisp jersey. That's tough to wear though, with some ketchup and the mustard. And, and they have the Reds, a little smaller, uh, but with the I think the Black Sea, so the one that you would have worn a bunch in '04. So they got options. And then their Timbits jerseys, they they vary by coincidence, got Flames colors. So they're very excited about that, too. So I'm going to let them pick. They got three jerseys to pick from. They're spoiled brats. And now they get to go eat malts with me on Saturday. <laughs> very excited. Yeah, the one kid was being a little bit, uh, hmm. was, was on his own was on his own plan yesterday for a bit. And I just said, hey, yep. how many days away is that when I'm supposed to take you to your first dance show game? And he's like, oh. Yep, Saturday, and I'll, I'll get back to reading this book. That's a good good reminder, Dad. Yep. <laughs> Bribery works, eh? Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a necessity. You know, you just get, sometimes you got to grease the wheel a little, right? Get things done. Get things done. It is time for the Pender Report, brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes, 51st Avenue and 3rd Street, Southeast Motorworks, and your Pinder Report. Thank you, yes. Where else to go, Red, but to the to 555 Saddle Dome Rise for the Calgary Flames last night. W's. That's what I'm impressed. Yeah, that's what I'm impressed too, Daryl. I've been impressed a lot with your team this year, i got to be honest. Tampa Bay in town. Quite a goaltending matchup last night. Markstrom, Vasilevsky, tall humans, people that can do the splits as adults. Um, Bolts did beat the Flames pretty handily in their only prior meeting this year. We referenced it earlier. It was that rough stretch in January, a 4-1 loss in Tampa. That was one of uh, two games Dan Vladar lost in back-to-back nights, and then he's had like one start in the next month and a half. The rock over him. Uh, that was a tough swing through the old Southeast Division. One of four losses in a row for the Flames, but uh, it's been a different club since then, and they got off to a good start last night. Johnny Gaudreau steps in and shoots. Gets stopped. Tyler Toffoli fires it. Gaudreau scores! From behind the goal line, Johnny Gaudreau banks the puck off the back of Andre Vasilevsky and into the lightning net. The Flames score a power play goal and take a one to nothing lead. It was Palat in the box for high sticking. Sergachev took a minor less than a minute into the game, but it was the Flames that got into power play trouble after that. Uh, your boy Big Z, Big Z, uh, a double minor for high sticking at 16.50. That would make for a tense final three minutes and 10 seconds of the period. Flames would escape the period without allowing goal and then finish off the rest of the kill in the second. An impressive stretch. They didn't allow a shot on that four-minute power play right until after three-minute mark. 
That's good, right? Some, it's hard to score if you're not shooting. And that's some personnel that should be able to get some shots. So, uh, yeah. one nothing. Let's continue in the second. Tampa would even things up. It's bumped off the puck by Lindholm. Gets it back. Comes it up the left wing side. Stops and drops into the near corner. Colton centers. Kalorn scores. Alex Kalorn from Ross Colton. And it was a tie game. Later in the period, Johnny with another bank job. Taps it to Kachuk, who steps in front and shoots, gets stopped. Nugget row, banks it in, he scores! Wow, it's deja vu all over again. Johnny Gaudreau, open scoring, banking the puck off the back of Andre Vasilevsky, and he just did it again. Gaudreau giving the Flames a 2-1 lead. Those will get you, Rhett, the goal in the last minute of the period. What, what, what are the coaches saying there? Come on, guys, focus here. Focus. Never allow it to happen. What about never. two goals in the final minutes, though? Is that? No, it never happens. It doesn't have to worry about that. Not enough time. Not enough time. Lindholm centers, Gaudreau shoots, and scores! That was the wrong goal, but yes, uh, Michael Backlund did tip a good Branson point shot uh, with just moments left in the period. Then Tampa almost scored in the final eight seconds as well. Uh, 3-1 suddenly this tight game had turned into for the third where the Flames were at their defensive best. Dylan Dubé set up Lucic, who misses in tight. Coleman took a puck in the face. The shift after Branson went down the tunnel during a TV timeout, but did return. They're flirting with it, Rat. Ooh, close to some injuries here. And then uh, the goal you just heard, the Gaudreau hat-trick. Lovely setup from Lindholm behind the net. Everyone thinks he's going to Kachuk on his left side. Instead, he goes back to the right, looking at Gaudreau, who tucks it home for the hat-trick goal. It was raining hats at the Dome. Rhett, did you throw your hat? I was already home by then. I just kind of... <laughs> You're despicable. You're the <laughs> absolute it was, worst. It was late. It was tired. Jeez. Do, they, do we need to get shafts on tap in the new in the new rink? Is that how we keep you for the whole game? What, what do we need to do to keep you for sixty minutes? It's more about the next day. It was like two day. Stanley Cup contenders head to head. What are you doing? It was, it was, it's, it was more about this morning than it was about last night. If you know what I mean. So did you see Monahan run over Stamkos late? Tell me you saw I that. Did. I did. It was nothing. Stamkos. Well, Steve, yeah, Steve disagrees with you because I, I think yes, he kind of got in the way. He got knocked over. Scrum ensues, and then that wasn't enough. He goes flying out there and jumps Monahan in the final moments. That doesn't make sense. A double minor for, for you know, punching people. He's quite, he's quite lucky he's not suspended because I do believe that if you should have been a fight in the game, I don't care. I'm not, whatever. But. Yeah, this is an out-of-division foe. If, that, if, this, if there was one game left and that was McDavid that did that, you're like, we're going to need to see a suspension there, sir. But the, the refs yeah. were kind. They did not instigate him. They gave him a double minor despite landing like four or five punches barefisted. Body shots. Ow. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Uh. 4-1 your final. Flames now 15-2-1 in their last 18. 13-1-1 in their last 15 at home. And I, I need you to be sitting down with a glass of water. 35 15 and 7. That's the record this season in the NHL? Boy, that seems tidy. I'm just going to check the stand. Yeah, 35, 15, and 7. 
It's pretty good. Holy. If they play 500 hockey, which is way off what they've been doing all year, they'd still eclipse 100 points. Good little run, right? 100 good points to get the playoffs. Run. Oh, I think right. you, you, you're well in. Yeah, you're well in. Here's uh, Daryl Post game. Really like that penalty kill early. Four-minute one, is a, it's, that's a big kill. You know, we go through the whole four because you know, they're, they're five guys that they put on. Are gonna, you know they're going to, if they don't score in the first two, but they're going to be out there for another minute in the second one. So that's three minutes of power coming. Next up, Detroit tomorrow, 5 p.m. start. Don't mess up the start time. If you show up at 8, you're going to be very disappointed. Oh, you're going to be out. Why is it? What? Yeah. Why, all the traffic's going the other way. You won't even be able to buy a pint. It's over. They're done serving. Yeah. Uh, wings what about be- a bag of popcorn? Give me a bag of popcorn. No, I mean, you're going to have to know someone on the inside. You need Rhett's connections if you're going to get popcorn at 8 p.m. tomorrow. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, and then it'll be off to Colorado on Sunday to wrap that busy stretch. Five games, Monday to Sunday. Eight games from the 1st to the 13th of March. And, Rhett, uh, rough 10 days. That was your projection. There are uh, six of a possible eight points now. I know. It's going to be. Well, this is really going to put them ahead because I had them at two points. So they were mm-hmm. going to have to make up ground. And now they're winning. Yeah. They're cruising. I just more reason to trade all your firsts for the rest of the time, right? Go, go get that hardware. Uh, let's uh, check out the rest of the NHL last night. Busy slate. 26 teams in action. Goodness. Uh, and some some feisty players. Some outspoken players calling out refs, calling out fan bases, uh, tongue lashings at officials. We'll start in Carolina, where it was uh, the abs on the road to scoreless late. Peter Ryder bats it in. Kemper around the boards. Cut off by Foss. No shot. Deflected. No score. it out front it beats Kemper and the Hurricanes have grabbed the one nothing lead now the former Oiler Ethan Bear that's a big goal it came after a uh was it a non-call or was that on the power play I'm trying to remember what Nazem Kadri was very unhappy about it and they'd add an empty netter two nothing your final Gabriel Landeskog uh captain of the the Avs Says in 11 years, he's never started a post-game scrum ever talking about officiating. Well, that's how he started last night. Man, broke the streak. Landis Scott, what do you got? 11 years, I've never sat and talked about referees in a press conference ever. Uh, I think Wes and TJ Luxmore do a great job tonight, actually, for 50-something minutes of the game. Uh, they call the high stick on Nas on Niederreiter, which might have been a high stick, but... Niederreiter falls easy. We're arguing that it's a flop. They say it's still a high stick. Fair enough. Nas gets at 5.50 something on the clock. Niederreiter is hooking Nas up the boards. Um, You know, the puck turns over. We go the other way. They score. We're arguing that it's a hook. They're saying that Nas is flopping. We're arguing it's still a hook, just like they're arguing before. And it's unfortunate because that's a playoff game tonight. And, uh, you know, it's... It- not happy, Brett. Not happy. When Landis Gog's talking about officiating, and it was probably not good. 2 nothing Carolina wins. Yeah. That was a big one. And no Freddie Anderson in that. Am I right there, too? Who was in that last night? We're going to pull up the game scores while we do this. Uh, it was Jack Eichel night. That's usually what Boom does. Uh, in Buffalo. What a Red. loser. This is good. Now, we got the Eichel post as well, but let's go to the game first. 
Uh, a charged building. Fans were into it. Let's have a listen to some of the Over action. Vegas Golden Knights. Like they're on the bubble in the Western Conference. Sabres, they've lost 8 of 10. They're trying to get going. Pass in front. Score! What a goal! Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs. Now, where do you recognize that name from, Rhett? Peyton Krebs. 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 Alberta? Uh, I believe he is that. Uh, also, I believe arrived in trade for Jack Eichel. Oh, yeah. right. From yeah, Vegas. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Alex Tuck would seal it with an empty netter. He was added in trade from Vegas. Jack Eichel post game after a 3 1 loss to Buffalo. Salty. Were you surprised at the level of uh, intensity of the crowd? The booze? That's about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> <laughs> Really? After after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game, but uh, yeah, I mean I'm sure there was mixed. Uh, you know, it was a nice tribute. And uh... oh, yeah, you're a D. Did that look like someone who was composed? And uh... that just that, that that no, he looked like a loser. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and like and... a total crybaby loser. Like you gonna take cheap shots at the fans because they did you wrong. Yeah, you the fans in Buffalo didn't. They weren't supportive of you. I bet. What an idiot! <laughs> I like that take. Showed right? them. Thank you. Three-one Buffalo win. That regulation victory paid well. Did we talk about that in Flames talk, Dumas, or was that someone else? We did. They said they. Well, no, regulation. A tidy little parlay would have been. A tidy little parlay would have been Krebs and uh, Tuck scoring. No kidding. Squad. Yeah, some plus huh? money there. Oh baby. Uh, Winnipeg, New Jersey. Let's go there. And he will do so there for Jesper Brad, who turned it over. Now Kyle Connor's got a partial break. Kyle Connor at the blue line. Kyle Connor moved in, let a back hitter go. He's put it off the crossbar. Kyle Connor will score here. I am pretty sure they dug the puck out of the net. There was no sign that the light went on, nor from the officials. Kyle Connor does indeed have his 35th. 35, right? (laughs) <laughs> 35 and they're not good what's going on with Winnipeg 2-1 they beat New Jersey uh, Seattle in Ottawa what a matchup oh. Norris skates it into the zone Norris along the boards drops it back to Shabbat Shabbat back at the point low to the corner for Connor Brown back to Shabbat Brady Kachuk in front gets it across to Norris back to Shabbat to Norris. Here's Shabbat. Tees it up. Gets it back. Wheels it across. Scores! Josh Norris with another bammer job from that spot he loves. That's a bammer job, Brett. You know that one. Uh, that was an overtime. 4-3 your final. Seattle falls there. Minnesota at Detroit. This one needed a shootout. I don't know why, though. The Wings are up 4-2. Presoff and others uh, scoring to get them back into this and forcing extra time. Gala bursting in, great speed, in at the right circle to his forehand, he scores! Kevin Fiala wins it in the shootout. The Wild prevails, 6-5 in Detroit. They get the much-needed two points. And that's my boy Joe O'Donnell on the call, former Houston Arrows voice. Rhett, and a beauty. Uh, Philly, Philly, Florida, I know you're excited about that. 
Pantero's Flyers. Let's go. Eckblatt out along the far boards. Reinhardt taps it ahead. Huberto for the offensive end. He'll hand it off so Reinhardt can complete the hat trick. He scores. Nice little pickup for the Panthers. Reinhardt, the hat trick. He's having a year. Speaking of having a year, Chicago-Boston. It looked like uh, Pasternak's 3-2 goal would stand as the winner. Then Chicago tied it. Well, all right, just do it again, Pasta. To the near corner, the Bruins have it, but sliding down was Hall. Out in front, it's fire, they score! Yeah, Pasta's second of the game. He's good, he's good. Arizona-Toronto. This is a wild back-and-forth contest in the center of the universe. 4-1 Arizona. Maple Leafs storm back to tie it at four. Off to overtime we go. Matthews trying to steal the puck back. Has to come all the way back to center. He was being hooked, but no call. Here are the Coyotes in front. They score. Oh, my. Matthews is livid. Yeah. AM 34 was MF and the refs there, Rhett. <laughs> Not happy. It yeah, was, rightfully so. It, it looked the, like Ovechkin. Yeah. Like a couple things. There's water skiing there. Uh, the Chick Dog with the winner. Two goals. That's uh, four goals his last two games, two game winners. He's a defenseman. You're not supposed to do that. Eric Calgren takes the loss in net. They had to yank Morazic, who's been awful. Mm, tense times in Toronto. It doesn't look good for their goaltending. And they're going to have to play like Florida or Tampa in round one. Sorry, guys. That's sorry. Columbus, New York. Islanders. Oh, they've got Lee parked down in front, trying to get it to him for the hat trick. Lee again, set up, shoots, he scores, he's done it! The first of his career for Anders Lee. Hattie, Anders Lee, 6-0, not close. Anaheim, Nashville. It's left in the corner, Echo throws it out in front, Duchesne, tees it up, set it up! Duchesne set that one up, scored two others. He's one away from 30. Oh, didn't see that coming. Is it a contract year? No. I think he's paid till the rest of time. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Rangers Blues. This was supposed to be the Bushnevich Bowl, but I don't think he was healthy enough to go. Goes down low with it. They score! David Perron puts that puck to the goal. It might have been deflected in. And if not, Perron has slid it in, and it's 6-1 to Blues. They'd win 6-2. Gerard Gallant says his team should be embarrassed for hanging Igor Shesterkin out to dry. They had to hook him. It was not going well. San Jose, L.A., the nightcap. Kings led 3-1. Sharks had rallied a tie in Eric Carlson's return, and off we go to overtime. Also out there right now, Dursey. Here's Hurdle down the left. Weaves to his right across the line. He's got a chance. He moves in. He stick handles. He has the backhand chance. Goes behind the net. Wrapper out. He scores! Tomas Hurdle wins it for the Sharks in overtime with a spectacular individual effort. The Sharks win 4-3. That is a good hockey player, Rhett. Pick him up. I pick him up, yeah. Not going to be cheap, huh? but pick him up, yeah. By all means, pick him up. Uh, tonight, here's the slate, Minnesota-Columbus. So that's the setup for this one tonight. The further set the stage, let's go upstairs to our telecast. Yes. I'm Rob Kerr. <laughs> the gun went off. Yeah, does that there. Get to hear the beginning of that. I'd forgotten. Charlie Simmer, out of boy. Uh, Vegas Pittsburgh. Lobster. Uh, no, that's the Islanders game. Uh, Sportsnet West at five is Vegas Pittsburgh. Winnipeg and the Islanders. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, Washington Vancouver. 
Bruce, there it is. Yeah, they played well. That should be fun. The teams that can shoot it a bit. Uh, Major League Baseball, gentlemen, we have labor peace. We've got baseball, Rats. We do. Opening day, less than a month away, April 7th. 99-day lockout ends. A full 162. Expanded 12-team playoff. Universal DH. Nine-inning doubleheaders. Old extra innings rules. No one starting on second base. Now we just need to book a venue and order pitchers of beer, right? Or you're going to be there. You're going to be something. You're there. Yeah. Uh, also, let the free agent chaos begin. Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, Clayton Kershaw, all free agents amongst many others. NFL, Khalil Mack traded to the Chargers. What was this, a pair really? of thirds? Dumas? The AFC West is just suddenly becoming um, second to six. Yeah, that is what it was. Excuse me. I don't know. <laughs> or two thirds. It's close. So uh, that's what they say. Second and a sixth is worth two thirds. Something. Uh, hmm. Nope, Why did they get rid of him? Don't say that. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, and now he gets to line up with Joey Bosa in the same backfield. That's uh, those other quarterbacks Intim- be paying attention if they're healthy. Intimidating, you might say. Both those guys might be hurt, might be hurt too, though. That's the thing as well. Uh, NBA, let's go there. Raptors and Suns tonight. You can catch this one on Sportsnet One. Seven o'clock tip off from the desert, ref. Hmm. 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 Toronto 7th in the West, Suns top spot, sorry, Toronto 7th in the East, Suns top spot in the West, and I believe they're the first team to clinch a playoff spot, just happened, what, yesterday? So they'll be hammered, hungover, and uh, Raptors by 10, right? Well, mop them up, it'll be easy. And how about this, just a pair of games last night, the Nets were in Philly, Ben Simmons return against his old team, now he didn't play, he was on the bench, but he was in the building, he of course got swapped for James Harden around the deadline. Uh, hadn't played all year. It was not going well in Philly and got absolutely serenaded with booze and chants all night. <laughs> you got to love those Philly fans, Rhett. Bleep They're... Ben Simmons. They chanted it all yeah. night. <laughs> Just for a couple hours. Why yeah, not? And then they booed their own team because they lost 129-100 to the Nets. It was not close. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect night in Philly. Everyone leaves pissed. Just how you want to be. Uh, finally, PGA Tour, they're uh, trying to play the players. It's uh, There's no bad weather anywhere except apparently right over the golf course in Florida. TPC Sawgrass. Five hours of weather delays yesterday. Some guys didn't even get to tee off their opening round. Now, some are in the clubhouse. Tommy Fleetwood, six under 66, a share of the lead. Five Canadians, three of them did finish round one. Excuse me, two of them finished round one. Three of them uh, just on the course. You'll be happy to hear that uh, one of them had just hit his drive down number one on the fairway. That's all the golf he got in. So he's lying one in the fairway of hole number one to start day two. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Gross weather on tap today as well. Have fun with that. Uh, Stephen Brunt coming up. That's your pin to report for MotorWorks BMW servicing. You know what they're going to do? They're just going to crush everyone's expectations, and competitors' quotes. State-of-the-art facility. Find them on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast Motorworks for your BMW repairs. Coming back with Brunt, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.